You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. The Bulletin. Okay, it's 18 minutes away from 11, and it's official. Uh, I've been on Twitter this morning, and I've, I've read a report from the producer of Morning Report. There is just one thing that can unite the nation. The joy of declaring there have been teething issues with the new high-tech mouthguards in Super Rugby. So, I don't know if the SCNZ listeners find that as amusing as the RNZ listeners, Ben Strang, but it's a pretty good play on words. It's probably one of the better ones we've had the opportunity to use in the last wee while. It's every time the story seems to be mentioned uh, for us, uh, we just get a flood of text messages saying, oh, no, teething <laughs> issues, oh, and then self-congratulatory uh, laughter afterwards, <laughs> I imagine. It's, uh, you know, whoever whoever the original was, well done to them. I would have thought that our, our demographic here in SCNZ was perfectly dad audience enough for dad jokes um, to really enjoy that. So I don't know. Is that, is that good? Can anyone think of a better pun with the, the um, genius high-tech mouth guards around teething issues? Double eight, double three. let us know. We'll see if we can go head-to-head with our RNZ. Mate, um, it's been a, a big old week in sport already, and it kind of feels like the, the main dish for summer is we're finally here. We're on, we're on the eve of. It is very exciting. Very, very exciting. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Wellington has put on a uh, very rainy morning and uh, I've talked to several people already who are, uh, you know, just wanting to make sure that the covers were on down at the basin, that nothing gets, you know, uh, under those covers. And I sort of wonder if uh, maybe New Zealand want to leave them off and really make a spicy, juicy wicket for this Australian team. Hope that they win the toss and then see what happens. (laughs) But um, in all seriousness, it, it does look like it'll be a, a green seamer down there, as you would expect. I don't think it will be anywhere as bad as it looks. Uh, that, that you know, usually you get foxed by the base and wicket, and it actually turns out to be extremely good for batting after you know one session or two sessions. But uh, yeah, it's uh, there's a lot of excitement here in Wellington for this Test match. It's been sold out for a month or two now. We've been uh, eagerly awaiting it, and to have the Aussies on our shores. Uh, bring on tomorrow morning. Okay, so be as irrational as you'd like here. Um, <laughs> do, do we? <laughs> are we desperate to win the toss at this stage, or, or is there a chance that actually? And this is kind of hard. My uncle was the one that pointed this out to me yesterday. He said, "Well, no, why do you want to win the toss and bowl first? He said our bat, our batsmen, are, our batters are far more dependable than our bowlers at the moment, and that's probably just hard to get our head around." But it's true. Our batsmen have been in better form than our bowlers, I think. So what would you like to do if you got your way? 
if 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 we win the toss, I would like for New Zealand to bowl. I mean, don't let's not let's not overcomplicate it by trying to pick who's in form. You got Tim Southey. Sure, he only got a couple of wickets in the series against South Africa, but over a very long period of time, he has been the spearhead of this New Zealand team. He gets prodigious swing, particularly in Wellington. Uh, if it is a green seamer, he'll get the ball to nip, and he's the exact kind of guy who has the qualities to to rip through this Australian top order. Matt Henry, I think, also has those abilities. The the accuracy of his bowling of late, the way that he can seam the ball both ways, he could be a nightmare if it is a green seeming wicket. And also with Willow Rourke, I think we've seen a guy uh, really emerge this summer. And I personally am very excited to see what he brings to this match. Don't, don't forget that only a, a month or two ago, uh, Australia was skittled by Shamar Joseph playing in only his second test match, uh, and his story was phenomenal. But, um, you know, yes, Willow Rourke is, is, is a better known quantity and, and doesn't quite have the background of Shamar Joseph, but he is quick. He does nip the ball around. And sometimes when you're facing somebody for the first time, you just don't quite suss them out. And so I think the Aussies will be uh, watching with interest at what Willow Rourke does. That said, on the toss, um, like I mentioned there, if you can see out the first session or two without giving too much away, you can be in for a very good first innings in Wellington. It, it, it's never as bad as it seems after that initial spell. So uh, if we are put into bat, then it's just on that top order. Hopefully, which will include Devin Conway, we'll have to wait and see uh, to, to weather that storm early on. I will be irrational then and vulnerable with you. And um, I'll tell you that I've got these like nightmares popping up in my head of we win the toss, we bowl, um, but they blunt us and then they go on to bat for like two days and um, six of them make hundreds and then it's just like depression <laughs> station for three days and then the rain comes and then we're praying for the rain to, to eke out a draw. So that's, that's kind of where I'm at mentally. I think, I think I've already heard that once this morning as well from a colleague of mine who said, you know, what, what happens if, if we do win the toss and then they bat into the third day? Like, what do we do? <laughs> um, I mean, Pray I, for I, rain. I, I, I definitely don't see that happening. Uh, usually, you know, you have some pretty modest first innings totals and then teams can cash in for 500, 600 after that. But, um, yeah, but, but I, I completely understand. There's, but I think, I think actually, in, in all seriousness, this is the thing that the Black Caps have to overcome is that mental block of playing Australia. We've seen it in one day as uh, in the past and it happens in test matches where we can be pretty evenly matched on paper but because it's Australia, we fail and we crumble. I think I don't know what the answer is to overcoming that. Um, probably having Louis Hernan Watt uh, freaking out before the, te- the day before the Test match um, won't necessarily uh, pain the Black Caps, but but it is something that they need to overcome as well. They need to realise that hey, we can beat these guys. Uh, but I think you only really realise that once you've done it. Hey, no, I can be defiant as well. I can. I'm kind of got like um like a bit of a schizophrenic black caps fan like persona. Like I can I can 
I could be whatever you want me to be. Don't worry. I can tr- I can convince myself that we're going to win this series two 0 like really fast as well. I've got all the theories. Um, and I'm sure lots of people can re- re- relate to that. They make you feel so deeply. This this team makes you feel. I I feel alive when I'm supporting the Black Caps, and then kind of I get stuck into winter, and then it's just like another Crusaders title, and I turn into a one-eyed robot. But at the moment, <laughs> I am I'm I am feeling. Hey, um, Ben. Last time I think we spoke. You were uh, <laughs> you were kind of deep in the anxious box for the 49ers. That didn't kind of end up going so so well. Um, you've also got thank you Liverpool. for bringing that up. Yeah, well, it's important context. <laughs> you've got you've got Liverpool, who at least at least in Jurgen Klopp's final season, you've got a trophy. Um, I, I don't know if that's the, the most important one, but you have a trophy. So uh, how are your hopes and, and what, where are your expectations for this Liverpool season to send off a, a very, very special man in um, that club's history? Yeah, I mean, watching the game, I was delighted with the result. I was I was anxious and furious with some of the refereeing decisions while watching. I was um, so, so pleased that Chelsea striker was called offside. It looked offside to me when, when Raheem Sterling went on and scored a goal. I was baffled when Endo was called for offside in the lead-up to Virgil van Dijk's first goal, uh, which should have won the game in regulation. But then, um, yeah, I, I was I was absolutely delighted that Liverpool basically Klopp rolled out the youth team and we beat the uh, the this Chelsea side assembled for a billion pounds. It's, there's nothing sweeter... <laughs> Than, than seeing something like that happen when because I hate the way that that money is uh, is such a big player in football the way that these te- how can a team spend a billion pounds is and well, it just yeah. that just baffles me and the fact that they're rubbish at, at the same time as having done that just makes me so so happy uh, almost as much as winning the title but but to have these academy graduates to come on 19 20 year olds, uh, to win the title is phenomenal. Uh, I just hope that uh, you know that that we get the bulk of the first team squad back for Liverpool now, and that they can make a real run at the Premier League. I think that's the big thing for me. Yeah, a European title would be nice, but to win another Premier League, to go out on that high, uh, that would be truly special. And I, you know, I go back to the feeling about Jurgen Klopp. Uh, it, it does feel like. You know, I'm I'm going to be losing a a loved one, uh, you know, a member of the family once he he uh, hangs up his hat. So uh, trying to enjoy the good times while I can. <laughs> yeah, geez, you are very rational, aren't you? Um, <laughs> that's <laughs> it. No red flags there about your sports fandom. No, it's fair enough, and it makes sense. I I honestly hope that he um. And at least, at least you know that they, there will be no bigger motivation than from everyone involved with that organisation than sending him off the right way. And that is a Premier League title. That is exactly what that is. Ben, it's been nice to chat, and I'll leave you with this from Rory on our text line here, double eight, double three. Read the mouth guards. Rory says, "We just want the tooth, the whole tooth, and nothing but the tooth." So help <laughs> me, gob. Oh no. Well, thank you for that, Rory. Um, that'll be uh, stuck in my brain for the next 24 hours, and I look forward to more texts coming in uh, in that light. Uh, hopefully, they do, hopefully they do iron it out. But I'm the, the puns, they're too much. <laughs> so help me, Gob. Hey, Ben, nice to chat, mate. Good luck tomorrow. Hopefully you survive the first day. I know I'll be um, doing my best too as well. 
No, uh, it'll, it'll be great. I'm very much looking forward to it. Cheers, Luke. There you go, Ben Strang. He is a very accomplished journalist in his own right, a morning report EP these days, and does a very good job being a sports fan. Always a pleasure to catch up with Ben Strang. After this, we'll wrap the hour with a couple of your text messages.